0: Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Mind Soulful Show, where mindfulness meets heart and soul. We talk all things soulful or spirit-led, mindfulness, mindset, and manifestation. Today, I brought on a friend and an excellent small business coach, best-selling author and professional speaker, the passionpreneur, Ryan C. Green. Today, we talked all about mindset, especially as it relates to God, developing your purpose, finding your purpose, knowing the difference between your purpose and calling, and some of the key mindset blocks for us being able to live and grow in our purpose. Brian was also um, nice enough and generous to give out a gift to our listeners. So tune in all the way to the end. You are in for a great show. Welcome to the Mind Soulful Show, where mindfulness meets your heart and soul. I'm your host, Brooke Sidney. I'm an abundance accelerator, Mind Soulful mentor, and an inner voice and soul story coach. This show dives deep into soulful mindfulness, mindset, and manifestation. It will help you manifest more inner and outer abundance in the form of greater self-love, hearing your inner voice, as well as more presence freedom, ease, and greater self-confidence in you being you. So if you're looking to learn more about the high vibe tools of mindfulness, mindset, and manifestation to love the life you are presently living, you are tuned into the right show. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Mind Soulful Show, where mindfulness meets heart and soul. We talk all things soulful or spirit-led, mindfulness, mindset, and manifestation. Today I am so excited to have Ryan C. Green with us. You all are in for a treat. Whether Ryan is on stage in front of thousands, over the radio and television airwaves, or through one of his many books. The passionpreneur, Ryan C. Green, is the voice on living your most purposeful, passionate, and profitable life. Since 2005, Ryan has impacted crowds from colleges to corporations, from laymen to leaders, and empowered them with the vision and belief to take ownership of their passion and turn their dreams into revenue machines. Having shared stages with speaking guests like Dr. Willie Jolly, De La Toro McNeil II and George Frazier. Ryan is quickly becoming one of the nation's most sought after experts on helping entrepreneurs develop as leaders and maximize their business revenue. You guys, he is a small business coach, best-selling offer, and professional speaker. He has his own podcast, The Passionpreneurs Podcast, and he currently resides in Mitchellville, Maryland, with his wife, Tanika and two children. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. So excited to have you you on the show today. So I'd love for you to start. Wait, wait, a little bit of background. A little bit of background is I have known Ryan since college, so this is such a treat to be able to bring on um, someone from college that's doing so well, and we have so many of the same interests. So Ryan, tell them a little bit about yourself. I know the bio is there, but in your own words.
1: Yes, absolutely. Thank you again for the invite. I'm glad to be here, and uh, just a little bit more about myself. Uh, You know, my purpose and what I do is really go out there and help other people tap into their purpose, find their passions, and really find ways to make uh, revenue from that. Uh, you know, my background is in uh, small business ownership. I uh, always wanted to uh, be an entrepreneur. I always wanted to start my own business. And I what, didn't have mentors. I didn't have uh, you know people leading me along the way. And it was a lot of me trial and error, a lot of finding my way along the way. And uh, so once I got where I wanted to, uh, where I felt I could go and start helping other people, you know, I wanted to start giving back to what I was someone had given me. So a lot of my trainings, a lot of my teachings are really uh, things that I had to deal with, things I learned from, as well as things I've gained from others along the way. And I just try to tell, show other people, uh, you know, that you can do it too. You don't have to wait till you're rich. You don't have to wait till you're famous. You know, you, you have a passion. If you have a purpose out there that you can go after it and uh, monetize it now and really start living your life and enjoying it much better.
0: So where do you think that spark came from, that like entrepreneurial spark, if you hadn't seen it?
1: You know, I, 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 was. it's always been in me. You know, I, I, when I look back at my high school memory book, you know, if you remember the memory books when you graduated high school, there was a line in there that said, what did you want to be when you grow up? And in my memory book, uh, it said, I had written in 12th grade, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I said I would be my own boss. Now, in 12th grade, I didn't know what kind of boss I was going to be, what kind of business I was going to have, but it was always in me. And I look back, you know, my grandmother, she owned a beauty salon. So, you know, maybe I got it from there, you know, I don't know, but I just know what's and, and uh, you create, do my own thing uh, and go out there and help other people build as well.
0: So what was one of the first things that you did to help you get started on this on this path?
1: You know, in my journey, I took uh, the journey of, uh, my path rather, it took me through network marketing. That's the way I went um and you know you say network marketing to some people they may look like oh no it's a pyramid scheme i don't want to do that uh you know and but for me what i learned along the way was that the network marketing there was so many other benefits from uh other than just thinking you want to get rich i was around people who were having success i was around people who were uh ingrained in personal development i was around people who were building businesses and i had success as well uh so um and i was around that environment so being around those people that started to really uh, drive me in the right direction. Uh, So my, my, uh, you know, start came from that. So I would encourage people and it's a way that you can start learning business principles without having to go uh, and leave your job without having to go and get, you know, a million dollar loan from the bank. It's a way that you can uh, risk free. I'll say minimal risk. I won't say risk free, but minimal risk uh, that you can go out there and really start to learn, if you're even, if you have that in you to even be an entrepreneur. So that's where I got my start. And uh, that was in 1999 when I started that. And it wasn't until 2004 when I wrote my first book uh, that it came out in 2005 that I really started to branch out on my own and really put to, uh, you know, start to build my business from uh, in speaking.
0: One of the interesting things that you mentioned was the people that we are surrounded by and the people that we're influenced from. I know in my own history, my own family, um, my great aunt, also owned a big salon in DC, had one of the few homes in DC owned by people of color back in those day, black people. And, you know, I have several people, my dad, entrepreneur, I think, I think even if they don't tell us to do this, it kind of fuels the seed, mm-hmm. that makes sense. It like nourishes that seed. So you're talking about, you know, network marketing being a very good path, especially good introduction, because you're seeing people that are being successful in business. Can you speak a little bit more on that part and the environment?
1: Absolutely. I think that, um, especially in our community, you know, we don't get to see people who are having success. We don't get to see people who are excited about life, who actually enjoy what they do every day. Uh, you know, you go to work, there was a Gallup poll uh, 2018 that said 70% of Americans are either disengaged or dislike their jobs. So we're going to work all day and seven out of all the 10 employees, well, we're probably one of them. So six others, including ourselves, uh, don't even want to be there. Um, You know, what do you, how how do you get the positive energy? How do you get uh, something more and and, and really think differently? So for me, you know, when I would go to my meetings once a week, when I would have events at people's homes, those uh, hours out of each day, you know, that was my 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 revival, if you will. You know, that was the time when I was like, oh, this is when I started feeling alive. This is when I was around those people who were positive, who were teaching me things, who were just like me. You know, uh, there are people who were from my area, people who were growing up, same kind of backgrounds or different backgrounds uh, who were having success uh, and just really starting to take that control back of their own lives. Uh, and, you know, that's one of the biggest things that I, why I'm so passionate about entrepreneurship is because it gives you, uh, just some piece of control. You know, when I was young, I used to think that being an entrepreneur meant you would be rich and you'd be, you know, uh, living on a beach somewhere. And and when you were young, you think like a youngin, right. And then as I got older, I started to realize the the, the real benefits of something like that is that you no longer have to feel captive and, and, and submit to, uh, something that you don't like, if you're in a job that you feel like you don't uh, want to be in, because but you can't say anything because you're afraid to lose your job. Uh, but this just gives you that that power back of having options and knowing that you can go out there and create uh, something if you need to. Uh, so that's why I'm so passionate about entrepreneurship and teaching people how to build multiple streams of income that way.
0: One of the things that you mentioned was um, control of our control of their lives and control of our lives as entrepreneurship. How much do you think that education and mindset play into that? And I and I actually want to piggyback by saying that when I was in my network marketing um, time period, no one's going to probably remember this, it was a company <laughs> called CyberWise. They sold to Goonstablast. Blast. I don't even know if it's around anymore. But <laughs> like awesome. you, we had the option to literally get an iPod. This is really dating me. An iPod loaded with like, what I found out to be personal development, um, speeches, you know, um, messages, Mm -hmm. audiobooks that really helped to shift my mindset around what's possible for me, um, how to view the world. So I'm so curious if, you know, what your thoughts are on educating yourself and how that plays into that control and that power of our lives.
1: Yeah, and that, that's, Key, You know, we we always hear the same education is key, right? Uh, But if if you were to tweak it, it's proper education is key uh, because there's different ways to get educated. And we're talking specifically about the personal development area. You know, when I started reading books, uh, when I started listening to the tapes, that's when I started feeling alive. There was something that was tapped inside of me that I was like, "Whoa, this is what's been missing. This is what I want. This is what, you know, uh, I've been searching for, Uh, because for me, you know, I'm a writer. Uh, in college, I was a songwriter, and I liked to create, but I didn't necessarily like to read. Uh, you know, a lot of books. Uh, not because I did, couldn't read. I just didn't. I, I'd rather watch the movie than read the book. Uh, but when personal development was introduced to me, you know, I was reading books in a day. I was reading. You know, I have a whole library in my office now of just books. You want to buy me a gift? Buy me a book because yeah. I understand the power of that, so that changes your mindset, because, you know, just like a fiction book, a non-fiction book for the right person can open up your mind, can show you a world that you didn't know existed as well, uh, because of the power of the words that's on that page, so when you can educate yourself in that way, uh, and it doesn't matter what it is, it can be in, in building a business, it can be in learning how to quilt, you know, make quilts, it can be cooking, whatever it is that you find that you're passionate about, when you can read about others who've done it, find ways to maximize how you can do it and also how you can profit from doing that uh, that's when you start to going back to the word the power because now you can create you know and that and that's where the power is and being able to create a lifestyle for yourself uh, that that you're happy with that you that that fits what you want to do and who you think that you should be
0: right I think what you said is so is so key it's about the proper education because we have so many of us hey myself included I've got tons of degrees. I know you've got degrees over there, mm-hmm. but a lot of times some of the most helpful information has been education outside of the classroom or education through coaching, really broadening our vision for ourselves and for our lives. So let's switch gears and talk a little bit about purpose. Right. I, know, I know that, you know, that is a, a really um, topic that's close to your heart and to how you teach on. So what is purpose? What does that mean to you?
1: great question you know and everyone's going to say everyone people will define it differently i define purpose as that thing that reason that you were created and put here you know i think that each of us has uh you know a purpose we we all have some goal something to accomplish some life to touch something to do some something to finish while we're here um and and that purpose is is what uh what God has put in us, why he has created you, uh, that's what purpose is. You know, when I talk about purpose uh, to other people, I can't tell people what their purpose is. Uh, that's going to be something that they have to go and in, in, in talk to God and find out about themselves. You know, a lot of times we can look at other people and say, oh, um, oh, I can see you're supposed to be doing this, you should be doing that. And that may be a talent that they have, you know, and I know people may fall, I know I fall in this category where I feel like I'm talented in various areas. Right. But finding that purpose is—is is what are you supposed to do with those talents? How do you use those talents to make your legacy uh, in this world? So that's how I like to define purpose. Um, you know, everyone's gonna have something different, but for me, that that has been what I use.
0: No, I definitely agree with that. Um, it's our—it's our unique God-given like purpose, what we're supposed to come here and do while we were invented. I completely agree with you. So a lot of people, though, I hear are confused about purpose and calling. Do you think they're the same? Do you think they're different? What are your thoughts?
1: You know, I, I don't typically use the word calling. But if I'm thinking about that in this conversation, what I would probably calling purpose is what we just discussed. And I think a calling, you know, more so lines up with that passion so you know if you have your purpose that's what you were designed to do and i think that your calling lines up with what you're passionate about doing um you know and i teach in my book and i don't get into it a little later about the difference in um well understanding your purpose but then also your talents and which ones are you passionate about you know i i know how to build websites i know how to do uh public speaking i know how to sell books but i don't like building websites so that's not a passion in my mind right so it's a talent but not a passion so, when you talk about that calling, I think that calling is going to be something that you would do, uh, whether you were getting paid for it or not. You know, there's nothing that would stop you, whether it's raining outside, snowing outside, you will go and do that. It's that thing that you wake up thinking about all the time. It's that thing that comes naturally to you. It's that thing that makes you feel most alive. That's your calling. That's your, your, your passion. Uh, and those line up to fulfill your purpose. Okay. So, you know, if your purpose is to reach the world and, and help impact lives, your calling may be to be a speaker, your calling may be to be a preacher, your calling may be to be a talk show host, your calling may be to be, you know, a a subway entertainer, who knows, you know, there's different ways to touch people. Uh, So I think that that's how it lines up uh, the difference between a purpose and a calling.
0: I love that. I, I, I agree with that. And, you know, of course, I feel like people can you know, throw all these terms in the, into play, you know, there's assignment, what are you, what is your calling, having you doing right now, potentially, but all of them, I agree, are avenues for you fulfilling your purpose, so naturally, I'm asking the question for people that are listening to us, what if, how do you know if you're not on purpose, Ryan, like, how do you know if you're, I dare say purpose-less, but you know what right. I mean, like, right. you're missing that, that path,
1: you know, and I talk a lot to a lot of people who are in that situation and they say, I don't know what my purpose is. And they're just living life, you know, they're just going through every day, just wake up, go to work, come home. You know, it's the same rut that they find themselves in. Um and, and if you don't feel like if you feel like your job is the only reason why you're leaving the house every day then you yeah, you're missing that purpose um if you feel like there's nothing really for you if there's nothing extra you're doing if you're not doing something outside of work um and, and it depends on obviously what your job is some people's calling and purpose is their job you know but some for those who think there's more than just that uh you know that's when you have to go to prayer that's when you have to go and connect and and talk to God and say you know show me why I'm here and, and the thing is we don't all get our purpose handed to us at our 15th birthday, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and sometimes, you know, I, 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 I think the purpose is, I don't know necessarily say your purpose will change, but it will have different parts. Like it will be, your purpose may all be one, I'm going to have to look into this a little later, <laughs> you know, you, you have one purpose, but say it in between 20 and 30 years old, you're filling purpose in one way. Thirty to forty, the avenue may change, but that purpose and what you're there for is still going to be there. But how you do it, you know, if you're stuck at forty-five years old trying to still do the things you were doing at twenty, uh, you're going to be, you know, hitting your head against the wall because that might not be the same avenue with the same calling uh, that you're supposed to be following. But I think that, excuse me, you know, just connecting to God and really having to listen and, and read His Word and know that He has a purpose for you, and finding out what it is for you. It's not going to be in a fortune cookie, you know, it's not going to be that. But you got to really be able to listen and willing to accept when you hear what that purpose is too.
0: Wow. Okay. You just, you just said a mouthful there. And so I'm like, okay, I need to, I need to go, I need to go back. First of all, to the point about, um, I feel like sometimes the windy path, you know, how you were saying Mm -hmm. you might be doing something for a minute in one area. And then next thing you know, you want, you know, you're winding up the next 10 years. It's looking a little, little different. Right. I'm curious. Cause I know that for me and some of the clients I work with where, you know, you're talking to God, you're asking God, but sometimes, sometimes cannot your purpose be revealed through your pain, through some of the things that you've gone through. And I think a lot of people are overlooking while, while why things are happening to them or they feel that, you know, things are happening to them or why God's allowing things mm-hmm. to happen. Mm-hmm. And you know, not really deciphering some of the purpose that might be there. You
1: know, there's a church cliche and say your test is your testimony, right? You know, and and one of the um, things that we say all the time that I I really try to correct people when they say that, you you know, God won't put on you more than you can bear. Um, And we always have a negative connotation to that. We always relate that to pain. God won't let you go through as much more pain you can bear, but God won't put more success on you than you can bear either. Right. You no, know, right. and and I think that people mm. overlooked that pain and a lot of times that's my books, everything I teach was taught to me through pain. Like it was through hardships. It was through the, the process that I had to go through. My second book, Create a Better You, is talking about, you know, having your best comeback ever. Well, I came back from a terrible divorce, losing everything, you know, and, and, relate, thinking, and
0: relate to the divorce. <laughs> yeah. You
1: know, and, and that's the thing. So I could have taken that uh, and said, oh, well, you know, God, why'd you let me do this? You know, this wasn't supposed to be the plan and, and, and gone on it. But, you know, and after about four years, I did quit. You know, I quit for about four years. and just like, I'm just trying to survive, you know. And after that, though, that purpose kept chasing me. It wouldn't let me run uh, forever. So uh, it was through that pain that was through that. So if I went through this and I survived it, then that must mean God wants me to share that with someone else and share that he chose me. Uh, you know, to be able to survive this so that, because, you know, I was strong enough and I would be able to glean those messages, those, those lessons rather, and hopefully share them with someone else who can
0: learn from them too. I completely, I completely agree with that um, because I I went through the same thing. I, I think that our purpose or actually sometimes being able to see it, mm-hmm. um, 're we're, we're always looking at oh what are all the great things that happened and what are all what are all my gifts and all right, my talents right. which are which are a part of it they're all being used, but sometimes that particular um people you're supposed to reach or people that have um, gone through very similar things or even just God being able to show um power and purpose through mm-hmm. you um can really give us some i feel like. God winks or God insight, but let's talk. Let's talk a little bit more. Again, we're just unpacking what you said Absolutely. a minute or two ago. But you mentioned, um, you mentioned preparation, or God. I feel like let me put it another way. You mentioned not being given more than we can bear, mm-hmm. and that also, I think it speaks to what we are able to take on. And I've heard um, even just a message this week about the fact that we have to be prepared because sometimes we might be in a season of quote unquote hiding, right? Where God mm-hmm. is keeping yeah. us hidden, oh. right?
1: Yep. Um
0: because we're not ready yet mm-hmm. to step on whatever, you know, platform of purpose that that's there for us. So I'd love to hear your thoughts in terms of again being able to handle in a good way our purpose and and living it out.
1: You know, we're in a time right now where, and it's not, it's not new, that we're in a microwave society. We think that because we uh, want something, then we deserve it. We're supposed to have it right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't necessarily want to put the work in. Uh, we don't necessarily uh, want to see anyone else get it before we get it. <laughs> uh, and, you know, it, it, what has what that's bred is that we've stopped understanding the work. You know we've stopped understanding that there is a process you know no one wants to go through the process no one wants to go through the pain they only want the profit on the other end they only want to to be able to show themselves on facebook and social media winning you know uh, but they don't want to tell that real story because we're going to get judged you know that's a, your fear of being judged by failures by those people who you are really just out trying to impress your own self you know um but when it comes to opportunity and you're talking about, you know, uh, being prepared and, and doing those things in the dark. That's when those are those who people who win. Because when those, that door knocks, when you called me, uh, you know, about this interview, had I not been doing the work in the background, had I not been planning, had I not been uh, preparing in the dark all this time, what, you know, I wouldn't be able to say, yes, I'm ready. You know, and so it's something like that where you always have to be working. Everyone doesn't always have to see what you do. Uh, but you know, this people call it an overnight success. I don't believe in overnight success. I think that you know, you may have found out overnight about it. But overnight successes have years of of groundwork, you know, put in there. You know, you don't go out and just pick corn. You got to plant the corn. You know, prepare the field. You've got to uh plow the land. You've got to go out there and and wait for it to grow. uh You know, and uh, even even in, in the the scriptures talk about you know that, that when we so in tears, we're going to reap, you know, uh, joy. So there's a, there's a process that can't be sidetracked. It can't be sped up, uh, but you have to do the work. You've got to go out there and do your part, uh, when God puts you on the path to go out there and be successful.
0: I think, I think that is so, so true. So now we're going to shift kind of to, I think, uh, is it the obedience side? Is it, is it listening? But I feel like if there was, now this is just me, this is just my opinion, and, and you you can disagree, agree, have your own take, but I feel like that path or that process, the harvesting, the sowing, the reaping, all of that, it cannot necessarily be sped up, but I feel like our obedience and our listening, right, it can, in a sense, it can it can make the timeline seem more condensed rather than obviously with our own free will, making choices, not listening. I'm, I am, you know, proof of doing all of those things, right? That's how we end up in the desert for 40 years. That's how we end up (laughs) off the mark, right? Because we, we're asking for our purpose. And that's what I tell my clients. We keep asking for the purpose, but are we listening? And then when we hear it, are we acting? Right? I don't know. I'm, I'm curious on your thoughts.
1: Well, and I agree with that. And here's the thing that, uh, you know, I I say to people, uh, this may not be what you prayed for, Mm -hmm. but it could very well be the answer to your prayers. And see what happens is, you know, we're arrogant people. We're going to tell God exactly. We're going to tell God, I trust you. I have faith in you, but I need you to do this for me just like this. (laughs) And if it's not like we expect God to do it for us, then we don't trust it. We don't follow. We don't believe it. Uh, so like you said, we do uh, prolong the process. We find ourselves uh, blaming everybody but ourselves, you know, and that that's uh, going back to one of my books, Create a Better You. When I talk about the part about becoming, the having the greatest comeback rather, is when I finally took accountability wow. for the role I played. When I finally took accountability, there was 12 elements I came up with that had to improve in my life, that I had to create better in my life in order to create a better me. So I just wanted to start it with me. Uh, so we talk about the process of, uh, you know, prolonging things and not following what God said, we've got to be obedient. And that again, comes in with being in tune and understanding that God is not a magician, (laughs) right? It's a relationship. It's a journey. uh, And and it's not going to always be the way we want it to be. But if it's the way, if we do it the way he tells us to do it, it's going to be the perfect way every time and in the perfect
0: timing. I love that. So continuing on to this path of obedience um, I'd love to talk a little bit about the mindset because even that's what you were talking about in in an in, when you were mentioning some of the things that you figured out when you were taking accountability for yourself when you were figuring out what you needed to do to improve your life or create a better life but I'd, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about um, mindset because I'm I'm finding that a lot of people filter we have a we have a filter. I feel like that's kind of almost what mindset is. We have a filter of the way in which we're receiving information, the way that we're processing information. And as Mm -hmm. a result, we make thoughts. I mean, we, we create thoughts and then we make actions based on those thoughts. And so if our filter is dirty, right. Right. Our filter is not um, in line with what God is saying, right. All of these things, then our, our fruit or our product or what we're doing or living in our purpose is, potentially going to fall short of that. So I'm curious about your thoughts on mindset and even maybe the interplay of this obedience and listening.
1: Yeah, you know, a lot of what I teach is about mindset. It's about leadership, <laughs> excuse me. It's about really, because I, I believe you have to have a shift in your mindset before you have a shift in your paycheck. Uh, a lot of everything, a lot of our issues are really about how we think and how we look at the world because how like you said our our thoughts create our actions our actions create our consequences our results rather so um you know there's Jim Rohn uh, used to have talk about positive mental attitude there's four pieces to the positive mental attitude that he talked about uh and that first thing was how you feel about your past so when we talk about the mindset um, how we feel about our past impacts us because you you ask yourself how do you look at the things in your past, your relationships, your past relationships, your past experiences, your past education, your past upbringing. How do you uh, look at that and process that? Uh, and is it a positive, you know, look back at it positively. Do you feel negatively about it? How do you look at that? Uh, the next is how do you feel about your future? Uh, when you think about, uh, we look at our, our, our young uh, boys today, especially those <clears throat> who were in the inner city. How do they feel about their future? A lot of them feel like they don't have a future. They don't feel like they're going to live past 25. And you can see how that impacts behaviors when you don't feel like you're living past 25 versus when you feel like you're going to live forever and you've got something to do. Uh, So how we feel about our future is going to be important and play a big role in our actions and our obedience, as you talked about earlier. Uh, But then it's how do you feel about everybody else? Um, You know, I hate, I'm going to use, use the same word twice in a sentence. I hate the haters era, like when people <laughs> talk about haters right i I hate that, so I always feel like one who who are you that people hating on you like who are you for people to feel like you know I'm some person that people are walking around hating on me, like you're just a person, so let's get that aside first and foremost um you know i and then to celebrate haters, to go and say, oh, I'm going to do this and to to shine on my haters, whatever they say, you know, now what you're actually doing is you're motivating yourself by negativity, right? So you're actually using the idea of hurting someone else to make yourself look good. That's like, why would you, how is that going to be positive in your life? So uh, how you feel about everybody, you know, if you take an attitude of you want to see everybody win, you know, you want to go out there because everything you're doing is to help other people. Everything you're doing is to, uh, you know, and, and enlarge and empower your, your circle. That impacts your behaviors in a different way. You know, when you can go with a positive mindset and, 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 and a positive outlook on others, now you trust people better. You know, now you can go out there and get, the, get around the circle that you need to get around. A lot of times we'll start thinking that, you know, we're supposed to uh, go out there and do something and our, our processes slow down because we're trying to do it ourselves we don't trust people you know but if you uh, change your your outlook on other people you can trust people more get them in your circle and move faster and then the final piece he would talk about is uh, how do you feel about yourself you know do you have confidence in yourself do you uh, love yourself do you really believe that you are supposed to be what's your purpose to be do you believe that you're supposed to be successful and those four pieces build that positive mental attitude they build that mindset that really drives you. Your mindset is, is, is what drives the whole thing, you know? So that, that's going to direct everything. So it's so important to have that mindset right first. Uh, you can't just go and start doing stuff because two people can go and do the same exact activity, you know, and one will take off and have super success and one will fall because one, has, because one was doing it because there was a purpose to do it. Their mindset and reason why they were doing it was great. This person was doing it because they thought they could make some money. And if you're running by that, you're chasing money, you're gonna fail. You know, so it's not about the actions, it's about the mindset behind the actions.
0: So in your that was so good, you guys. You guys you might want to have to rewind that back, play that back again, get the Jim Rohn book, get his book, but also get that one that's talking about that breakdown. Where are you finding people stuck the most, like in your clients? Is there any is there is there any one of those four prongs or they equal? What are you seeing?
1: It's, uh, our product is equal between how they feel about everybody else and how they feel about, um, themselves I agree. because, uh, they don't, and now I, I want, I'm going to, need to take off everybody else. That's probably lower, uh, how they feel about their past. No, nope, The future. Sorry. So here's, here's what happens. I'm bringing it to you like this. <laughs> when I, when I deal with people, cause I'm, I'm thinking about it now, like this is what happens when I have clients. Um, the first thing is they feel like everybody else is the reason they're not having success. Exactly.
0: The all accountability right. part that right. we were talking about before. Right, so That's
1: the first thing Thing is everybody else's fault. Then it gets to the, the uh, about the future where they don't necessarily feel like they can have that kind of future or it's for them or it's all these kinds of reasons why that won't work. And then it gets to themselves. That's really the biggest thing is how they feel about themselves. Because if they don't feel like it can happen for them, then it, it's not, if you don't believe in yourself, No one else is going to believe in you. So it's like trying to build people to have that belief first in themselves. That's the biggest obstacle. You know, people have things they want to do. They have things they enjoy doing. But when I say, hey, you want to become a passionpreneur, here's the steps to how you can build your passion into a a business. I'm not a salesperson. Oh, I don't want to be a business person. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm not into that. Oh, I can't talk like you. And I can't do it. It's all why they can't do something, but they know they want something they have something they enjoy and love and are passionate about but they don't want to necessarily feel like they can they don't feel like they can do the steps and the things it takes to get it done
0: wow i you know i was i was listening to you and kind of ranking and ordering and i would say definitely and people and if you're listening to me you already know that i feel like (laughs) self-love and our identity and all of that so how we feel about ourselves is definitely number one um and i feel like how we feel about the past and everyone else, for me and my clients, and most of my clients are women, I feel like that is the next big stumbling block. And they're so interrelated, because whatever happened to you in your past is more than likely, if you haven't healed it, it's still with you. So it's really hard for them to see themselves almost outside of that pain or outside of that past. Mm -hmm. And so that's really where a lot of the work, I think, for the mindset, at least for my clients and and women, and um, Mm -hmm. predominantly, I feel like that's a lot of times where they get stuck, but I feel like all of them, as you mentioned, are so critical, because what's interesting is this whole element of the future, Mm -hmm. and that's where I feel like, oh, wow, that's, that's where God is really, really so helpful with Um, I feel like renewing you, renewing your mind and helping you see and catch a new vision for yourself. Um, How do you think about God's role in kind of either any of these elements that Jim Rome brought up or just your experience with clients in these areas?
1: I think that, first of all, I agree with what you just said about the roles. And I think that it's the reason you see the order your way. And what I see is because you kind of grab people first, you know, you're dealing with Uh, that soul, and that mindfulness, and that purpose, Mm -hmm. and that's what that's about, so people who come to you trying to break that pain away, that's where uh, that pain comes from the past, by the time they get to me about wanting to start businesses, they're thinking about, okay, they want to start a business because they want something better than what was in their past, now, a lot of times, they may have obstacles, and they haven't dealt with that past yet, so yeah, then they got to do that, so I think that it's all about where you are in people's lives, which goes back to talk about God's part, the role he plays is He's going to always put people in our lives along the way to help us. You know, he's going to always have that ram in the bush. Uh, We just got to know when to look in the bush and understand that ram is there for us, you know, Uh, and that's, it's, that's the thing, but that comes from relationship that comes from, you know, communing with him. It comes from understanding that, um, like I said, it's not going to be hocus pocus. But it's also not going to be. You can't write the script. You can't write his script for him. You know, you have to give it to him and then understand that he's. Uh, you know, I, I hate to. I don't say I hate to, but I. You know, I I, I don't go quoting scripture. I'm going to tell you, hey, First Corinthians, second, it says this, but I can <laughs> right. tell you this. I can tell you the point I'm trying to make, right? So <laughs> somewhere in the Bible, somebody You know. That works. Right. God was God told him to go in and bathe in the Jordan River for seven you know, seven days or seven times, something like that. He said he didn't want to go in because the water was dirty. And that's how we are. We're not going to go and, you know, it could be Jesus Christ himself in front of you and, and saying, go and bathe in this dirty water. And we're like, oh, no, I don't want to get in that dirty water. What's wrong with this clean water right here? That's how he still operates the same way. He still will put those people in our lives today that will say, Oh, I don't know if I want to work with them, but that could be the very person. That could be the very one that's going to take you to the next step. And that's the thing. It's not necessarily, you know, someone may meet me today. I may help them. I may give them what they need to bridge that gap to the next person that they're going to meet that'll take them to where they need to really in their final destination. Uh, So we can't get caught up. We got to be open to every opportunity, Uh, you know, explore things, you know, even, Mm -hmm. I'll tell you this, we talked about network marketing earlier, you know, I've only been in, well, I guess technically two, but really only one network marketing company that I built. Um, I have zero, zero interest in ever doing network marketing again, because I'm focused on doing my other stuff, but I get calls every now and then uh, from people, and, but I still will look at stuff, not for any desire to join it, I already know I'm not going to be in it, but I just never know what it could do who it is that, that's tied to it, what connection could be made. So I'm going to at least look, you know, and, and, and see what's, what's going on, who's doing what, what's out there. Uh, for someone else, it may be, you know, um, I don't know, watching movies, it could be anything, but just be open to the opportunities, uh, be open to seeing what's available and being able to and be willing and ready rather to, to just explore and, and, and right. see, is this where my, my ram is? Is this my push? Mm-hmm. And not being afraid to, to do it
0: now when the opportunities come through, how do you know if, that was, if that's a purpose opportunity? How do you know if God is in that opportunity? I have these questions all the time, and so you're the business marketplace. Right. I'm just so curious.
1: Great question. You know, I made a decision probably, five, it was 2015, so we're looking almost five years, that I would no longer uh, create, do anything I wasn't passionate about doing. Uh, for so long, I tried to balance both lives. I try to do what I had to do and also do what I wanted to do. And I, I, I had to go from uh, living a life of, of surviving to trying to live a life of thriving. Uh, so for me, it was a per you know, I know this is, I've been on this for, for a while now. So I know what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, when I wrote down my business plan for, for 10 years in my company, I knew what the next step was. You know, I knew what my fifth book was going to be back in 2005. I knew that at this point we're going to start doing uh, TV shows and movies and things like that. So I, that was the plan. That was the grand plan. So I've been in it for a while. Uh, for those who still relatively new when you tap in, because every opportunity is not good. Everything is not, um, of God, you know, and that's, again, is that, that you have to know, does this line up? What does this line up with what I'm trying to do? If I do this, will I be proud and able to tell everyone I did this? You know, uh, or is there going to be some kind of shame? Do I have to lie about it? Do I have to hide it from anyone? Um, And is anybody going to get hurt? And then finally, is God going to be pleased? You know, and if if you can answer uh, the the proper answers to all of those, I'm going to say yes. You don't say yes to somebody getting hurt. That's not good. But, you know, if you can answer the right answers to those questions, (laughs) (laughs) so, you know, then then that could possibly be it. Then, of course, you want to pray on it. You want to talk about it. Line up. Uh, you know, listen, again, I've had opportunities. I've been there where I'm like, and and most times it's when I needed money. Mm. Something comes up, I'm like, okay, well, this sounds good. I can do this. And what happens is it takes you off path, takes you off course. You may get something, you may get some money, you may have success, you may do that. But what happens is it takes you away from where you're supposed to be. So that's only going to be temporary. And now you're looking wish-washy. And now, you know, you're trying to get back and it's like, oh, you're doing this. Now you're doing that. Now you're over here. You know, you got to focus and just do that thing that you were called to do. So it's always got to line up again with what that is that you were purposed to do. Uh, every opportunity is not, it, it, it could be successful, but it not, may not be purpose-driven. It may not line up with what it is you called to do. And, and the, the biggest power you can have is the power in saying no. When you can learn how to say no, and that comes from really accepting that purpose accepting that you're not going to do anything that's not uh related to that purpose or that you're passion passionately uh you know driven towards when you can say even though i may need this money all money isn't good money and that means the opportunity is bad but it might be bad for you uh that's when you can start to really know that what you're doing is lining up with that purpose in your life
0: that's so good um and that just made me think of a miles monroe teaching that talked about how like distractions are what mm-hmm. keeps most people from their purpose and people are often distracted by things that are good quote unquote but just may not be good for what they're trying to do right. um, and he gave an excellent example of like highway and there's multiple exits the exits in and of themselves are not bad the exits are good right, right. right. they're good for someone that's getting off on that path to get to that destination right and so when you said that, it just made, immediately, immediately made me think about that. Okay. But I want to make sure I ask you this question, because it kind of brings a couple of things together. So in the beginning, you mentioned um, the power of entrepreneurship to allow us to have control of our lives and power in our lives. But I'm curious, um, because there's a level of control that I think so many of us seek, but yet there's a balance, especially if you um, are a spiritual entrepreneur or kingdom entrepreneur, however you want to call that, where you're listening to God, you know, God is potentially CEO, those kind of things where you're off, often having in an essence to relinquish some control, right. To allow him to help write the script. How do you, what do you think about that interplay? How do you, how does that work for you?
1: Well, when I say control, what I mean is that you, you don't have to be stuck. Let's let put it this way. The average person is $500 away from bankruptcy, right? If they lost $500 a month for the next couple of months, they would be in financial trouble. So when I say it gives you control and then go back to the 70% of people who hate what they do,
0: right?
1: let's just use a number out there. The average person makes, I think, $40,000 a year. It might be a little lower than that. Let's just use $40,000. If you're going to a job that you hate for $40,000 a year, but you'd like to teach or well, you'd like to do something else, but that job only pays $30,000 a year. I know these numbers sound crazy low, but you get the point.
0: Right.
1: But now, okay, I can't go and do this $30,000 job a year that I really love to do, that I'm passionate about doing, that I want to do uh, because I can't give up the $40,000 income. So now what I can do though, is I can start, A part-time business, I can start a side business that will supplement income. So if I could go and work that thirty-thousand-dollar job and make an extra fifteen-thousand dollars in my part-time business, that's the power I'm talking about there. So it's like, yeah, now I have the power. I'm not a slave to the job because of the money, right? Yeah, because I I have the power to create money now by starting my own business. So that's what I mean by the power, uh, but that business itself, yes, you want to relinquish that to the direction of the Lord. You want to make sure that you're doing what he has purposed you to do, because then that will open up those doors that will help you prosper. And eventually, and I talk about in my book, how to know when to walk away from a job. You know, when I first started out, I was all about, you know, you've been in network marketing, go out here and you can quit your job and you'll be selling the seven seas tomorrow, making a million dollars. Well, I learned real quick that I wasn't the right way to do it, right? So, <laughs> quit my job too soon. Uh, so now my whole goal is make sure that people know that you can start a part-time business without leaving a job. I give you the tips on how to do it the right way without leaving a job, without losing everything. Uh, but definitely, you know that that power. Um, you're talking about the spiritual power and the direction. It, you know, you've got you've got to listen to him, and and it's hard to do as a person, especially. I mean, the smarter you are, the harder it is. To
0: be it patient. is. <laughs> because, we are our own block we get our right, money like, our I'm a
1: M-B-A-P-H-D-R-E-S-P-E-C-T the more
0: letters know. the more block.
1: right you know but eventually um, when you, you you yield and say yes yeah. okay just you know have it your way show me which way to go it's so much easier so that's the yeah, you do give up that power because you want to everything you should be doing the goal is to please him anyway right. so if he's telling you hey this is how it's going to please me
0: do it Right. That's what, that's what gets me with a lot of people who, and I'm just now going to get on my soapbox, but a lot of people that claim they have a spiritual business, but it's all ego run. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that, 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 don't, that don't line up. That, that one and that one don't go together, but right. enough on that. So I want to know, and for all the listeners out there, right, because one of the beautiful things that you said was a lot of our mindset and a lot of the ways that you can benefit from people showing up as maybe rams. As you mentioned in your life or people are coming along to help you it depends on where you are i love that part that was so important so i hope everyone heard that i think that was really great um because there we all serve a different purpose i serve a different purpose and meet people in a different place um i feel like getting you ready mentally spiritually so you can be in the place to have a business and, right. and all of that to get out of your own way essentially and then you have people like Ryan that can help you um, harness now your positive thinking, your get yourself a little more together. And then, you know, you're already working in tandem with God, moving into this passion So how do people work with you?
1: Awesome. I'll tell you what the easiest way to get started. Well, first of all, let me just give you my website. I have a website. is www.ryancgreen.com. It's green with the E what I want to do for your listeners for your viewers is that I want to give, I want to give a gift. All right. So uh, anyone who wants to start with me, I have a training that I put together called uh, setting stupid goals. Uh, so anyone's ever done any kind of personal development, you've heard of smart goals where there's uh, specific measurable action oriented, realistic time sensitive goals. We've all probably set smart goals and we've not completed smart goals. Right. Uh So I was like, what's the missing pieces? What's missing from setting SMART goals that is causing people to uh, not fulfill these goals? So I put together a training called Setting Stupid Goals. Get it, SMART, STUPID, SMART, STUPID. Love it, love it. So this, uh, STUPID is also an acronym. I'm gonna give that uh, training for free as a download. You can get, simply text the word GOALS, G-O-A-L-S. Text the word GOALS to, uh-oh. Let me check you the right number. I have two different numbers. 313. Six four six zero three three eight. I didn't write the number down. Pretty sure that's the number. If not, I'll make sure you get the right number. Three one yeah, three. Yeah. Six, either
0: way, we'll have the right one in
1: yes. the There we go. It's three one three six four six zero three three eight is the number. Because uh, it's almost like my other numbers. I have two numbers close to each other. That's the number. Text the word goals. I'm gonna send you the free training. It's, like I said, it's an audio download. You can listen to it on your phone wherever you go. Teach you the missing elements to setting goals. Uh, that you need to help you set goals that are impossible to quit. That's going to be the first, that, that'll get you started. You know, I don't want you calling me. You don't know anything about me as far as working with me. If You can go and take this step. If you can go and listen to this training, see where I come from. If you like it, then you can go and reach out to me. We can go a little further. I do personal development trainings, I also do author uh, and book marketing. So if you're an author, you can also contact me uh, through the website. We can reach out. I can help you with book marketing and things like that. Uh, but that's uh, the best way to get started. Let's go and get that goal. Send goals to 616, what did I say? The number was 313-646. <laughs> Actually, I, I'm going to get that right to you. I don't think that's the right number. Let me get that to you.
0: Either way, you guys, this is an amazing gift that Ryan is giving to all of us. And Make sure that you take advantage of it, and that number um, I'll have it definitely in the show notes. But I also want you to tell them about your books really quickly, um, like the different ones that you have, so that people can kind of, as well, get a little bit more maybe in their hands.
1: Absolutely, I got the right number too. Okay, <laughs>
0: six
1: six one four three 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 zero three three eight. I was given the number to my podcast. That's what it was. Six one four three three three. 0338 Text the word goals to that. And the reason I know that is because it's in the back of my book. <laughs> <laughs> Becoming a passionpreneur. Look, I'm almost forty five years old. I can't remember all these numbers in my head anymore.
0: And we don't have to anymore. We don't have to. That's, that's, right, that's right. That's, that's right. That's what these tools are for.
1: <laughs> Becoming a passionpreneur is my newest book. It's a hardcover book. I'm really proud of this book. Not just because of the way it looks, but because this is. This is, uh, you know, where all the information is on the, the 15 years of trial and error, how to go out there and really start a business, how to go out there and start generating passion driven revenue, how to reignite your fire. You know, this, this book deals with those who are passionate about something, but maybe you have pushed it off on, on the side for too long. And now you're trying to figure out how to, how to reignite your fire within. So I talk about that. I deal a lot with the mindset in the book. I give you the tips on how to reignite that fire, how to make a living doing what you love, by building passion driven revenue streams. This is the most recent book. I do have four other books. I have a leadership book called Leadership University. So if you just want some straight leadership training, uh, you can go and get that book. All the books are available on my website as well. Uh, I have Success in Your Hand is my first book, but that deals with really finding your purpose. Um, I don't have that one on my desk, but that feels a, deals with finding your purpose. And then if you're looking for a book on how to overcome obstacles, how to uh, really have your greatest comeback ever, that one is Create a Better you. All the books again available on my website and uh, they will definitely be a blessing to you.
0: Well, again, you all make sure that you treat this episode as that ram in the bush and that you are listening for the different ways that, um, that are out there to help you kind of move from where you are to where you want to be. And if there was something in this episode that made you go, hmm, or, oh, that's not me, I invite you to investigate that further. Thank you so much, Ryan, for coming on to the show. You have been such a wealth of wisdom.
1: Thank you so much. You've been a great host. This has been an awesome time. I enjoyed this very much.
0: Thank you so much, you all. So this has been today's episode of the Mind Soulful Show, where mindfulness meets your heart and soul. And I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much. Great. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes and subscribe. I'd love to continue the Mind Soulful Flow. Please connect with me at my website at brooksydney.com or everywhere around the web, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the TheBrooksydney. And for my lady listeners who need a little self-love and self-care time, as well as luxury, pampering, and yoga and meditation, I invite you to join me at the Mind Soulful Self-Love Yoga and Meditation Retreat which will be held in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico on October 11th through the 14th, 2019. Visit brooksydney.com for more information. And of course, for those of you who know you want more inner and outer abundance, apply to work with me. That information is available on my website. Until the next episode, cheers to loving yourself more and the life you are presently living.